Hello friends, welcome to the Faith Culture Podcast. My name is Shina Konde from Lagos, Nigeria. It's an honor to have you, you know, um, you know, on the show today again, you know, talking about what we know how to do best, helping you to find faith in God. And on the show today, I have with me an amazing guest, you know, uh, one of the amazing daughters of God, you know, you can ever think about. And that is the amazing uh, <laughs> Mona Lisa. It's so nice to have you on the show today, Obi. Thank you, Shino. I'm really glad to be here. I'm so glad to get the invitation. Thank you. For many who don't know you, Obi, can you just sort of like, um, you know, do a brief introduction about yourself? Um, my name is Lisa. You can just call me Lisa. Really, I'm getting when I Lisa for very long. So say Lisa. That's fine. Um, I love God. I I met Shino in elevation. I used to go to elevation some years ago. I'm a minister of the gospel. Well, I feel like the word minister is so heavy, you know, I feel like more so what it is, I love God and I want to tell people the truth about God, especially people in our generation. Um, the Lord told me when he was calling me into ministry in 2017 that my children have exchanged my truth for a lie and I'm sending you to change that. And I think that when you think about where the world is, especially with our generation, that's very much a truth where there's so much deception, you know. And I think even, even with us, the children of God, it's easy to be swayed. Um, and, so, and so for me, it's really just a joy, it's a pleasure in whatever capacity, whether it be social media like I do, or having small group meetings with some friends like I do, just to establish, especially young people, in the truth of you know, what the word of God says. There's so many opinions. I, just, I think, let me just tell you what I think here. And let me tell you, okay, I feel like everybody feels and everybody thinks and everybody, and it's like, what is the truth, right? Mm. I think that's so important. So to be able to lend my voice to that, just to acknowledge the sovereignty and the authority, there's no opinion and debate about just the word of God. I'm very happy to. So again, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just so amazing when we can, you know, when we can sort of bring the truth to the, you know, to the forefront of everything and not daily dally right. and have, you know, just tilt towards men's opinion. I mean, that is an amazing thing, yeah. you know, when we have a chance of doing that. And so today, Obi, well, you know, okay, I'm going to call you Lisa, yeah, I think, uh, you know, <laughs> so we're talking about how to get the best out of 2022 and, you know, People come into the new year, and, you know, with so much excitement. At the same time, you know, they're coming with some sort of um, heaviness in their hearts and, and all of that. But, you know, I know you have a lot of stuff to share on this with us. But then uh, I just strongly feel that, we, you know, uh, we, we should sort of start this conversation on, on the premise of your salvation experience so that we can give, you know, most persons can sort of like hear you out and know that, um, you know, I've, I've not just brought a motivational person on this show today, but someone who, who has <laughs> with God. So if you can just, um, you know, let us start with that, um, your salvation story. How did you get to meet the Lord? Yeah, briefly. Okay. Um, you know, with me, I feel like I was... I was the lost sheep that just loved to get lost. Grew up in a Christian home, knew about Jesus, went to Christian schools, ended up going to Covenant University, which is just the height of Christian schools. Uh, so I knew, you know, I knew the word of God. I knew that certain things were wrong, I knew. But you know how the Bible says how you should be renewed in your mind, you should be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can 
test, you know, and prove that which is the acceptable and perfect will of God. And I think that that was the thing for me was I knew, but I, I it was like almost like I didn't believe it, like deeply in my chest. So there was still a, I'm, I want to see for myself thing in my spirit somewhere. I still wanted to live for myself a little bit. I still wanted to see what was out there. And, and so I had different experiences where, you know, like, go to church or you have something in your room and God is just like speaking to you. It's like weeping. I was like, oh my God. So I'll tell you in 2016, right? I had one of such experiences. Uh, hmm, okay. Hmm, okay. Let me go back. The tw- <laughs> 2014. I was, and this is, is this going to tie into what I think we're going to talk about today? But I went, I went to college university, like I said, and I was very much in church baby. I was like the one that they would give like the, you know, they call chaplain, like pastor, of the floor or yeah. chaplain of the whole wing or chaplain of the entire program and that kind of thing like that was me right i was that girl but at the same time i didn't know that being a christian also meant being excellent so i had it in the back of my head that god owed me good grades so i get to the end of my time in school and i have courses right so i'm supposed to do an extra semester but i'm like praying and i'm like fasting and i'm like giving thanks in advance because when you thank god he's going to do it for you and you know all these things that we hear in church and I, so currently i'm in my chapel in my house and i was here that morning we had uh, family prayer so yeah. normally we'd have family prayer then i'll have my personal prayer so my friends had texted me this moment it's 2014 around summer my friends had texted me like oh portal is open you can check results now so i'm like okay i will check mine now i'll wait till prayer is over and then when prayer is over, it'll be time for my personal prayer. And I'll check my results and I'll just be like a whole Thanksgiving session because Jesus has done it. And I open my portal and my courses are still there. So, you know what I tell you? I was, it's, I mean, I can smile, I can laugh about this in retrospect. You know, I was yeah. seeing Ray. You know, I was screaming at God. I was like, you had one job. As in, what is the point of you? Like, wait, okay, so I'm a Christian and I love you and I'm faithful to you, but you can't come through for me. And I prayed and I fasted and, and I, I did everything that I was supposed to do and you can't come through for me. I remember so well, I wanted to leave. The door is right there. I could not. I literally felt like the Spirit of God was like, no, just wait. Just wait. I opened the door and I closed the door back. I practically fell against the door. It was drama in here. And and so the, my mom has like a bunch of devotionals that she reads every morning. And it was yeah. one by Joyce Meyer that I even bought for her for her birthday. Interesting. And she's like, okay, just open this one till today and just read what is there. Just read it there. Don't talk to me again. Just read it and you can go. So I'm like, oh, God, whatever. So I open it. And Joyce Meyer is talking from Romans 8, 18, that says, for the sufferings of this present time are nothing compared to the glory that is to come. Mm. It's not even clocking in my head yet that they're talking to me because I'm just like, whatever. So I'm reading through the reflection, right? And Joyce is like, you know, sometimes we go through things and we don't understand why God does it, but it's for a greater... I'm like, wait, are you talking to me? <laughs> wait, because I think somewhere in the back of my head, right? I still thought that if I, if I shouted at God enough, if I were angry with God enough, I would emotionally manipulate him 
into you know turning the situation around for my good and now he's saying no you're going to suffer this suffer and it is going to birth something more beautiful in you i shot you see where i walked out of that chapel where i walked out of this chapel i was so mad and so for like years i wasn't you know god was not my friend literally like i didn't want to hear i didn't want to talk i didn't just leave me alone okay mm. there's no use of you right 2016 i remember my mom comes into the parlor where i am and i don't even know what she says i don't even remember because she had been tensioning me for years i did not want to hear and i don't know what she said to me that evening but all of a sudden it, it got to me so i want to i don't know what she said but i don't know what she said but it got to me and it just really made me miss god you know like how you just like i've been I've, i've i've gone far i've gone far from my daddy and i and i miss him so that happened and i felt like i should do a fast a three day fast which i did and and the third day was just such a homecoming experience and oh my god it was really beautiful really, really beautiful now at the time i was in a relationship with someone who was my absolute best friend we have been best friends for years now obviously i'm not doing jesus i love you stay and be my leader so i'm i'm not pleasing god essentially inside this relationship right so then god is saying to me that i need to break up with this boy and i'm like no god what do you mean the best friend of everything up with him thanks <laughs> please and thanks let's not But somehow I was sure that I could manage my sin, you know, and balance it with my Jesus and he would still love me. And and I think that God doesn't stop loving us inside sin. I think that sin is just a separator. It's as simple as being in a relationship with someone who consistently cheats on you, consistently hurts you. They may still love you, but we cannot have peace. Like I mean you're a married man. Can you picture what that as in you cannot consistently hurt me and we at the same time have a thriving joyful marriage. It's not possible. So even though I had that whole bad experience in 2016, my mind still wasn't changed. I stayed in that relationship. I stayed sinful. Um also at the time during my fast I told God that like, you have to give me a job. I really everybody in school always told me like you should have a talk show. You should like work on radio. Oh, you can talk. You should you should do that. So I started like applying for jobs like during my entrance like NYS career rise. Then I saw this ad for um Ebony Life, one of the ones that applied so I didn't hear back from them for months. But then I did this fast and I told God this is around September it was September I think 21st and I told God I'm giving you between now I literally these are my words I'm giving you between now and October 1st you have to give me a job and I don't want just any I want a job that I'm very passionate about I want a job that has some, some something specifications she and I want to tell you like Friday September 30th I got the email from Evelyn Life and this was literally the day just before October first and they're like yeah you're invited something 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 so anyway long story we go there is a whole competition there's a bunch of things but I end up winning praise god so I know that God gave me that job so 2016 right I have my boyfriend I have this new job God has given me the job God is saying get the boyfriend out I say no so I'm doing this now you're working in media it's very expensive it's very exciting I'm still in sin I'm not as prayerful as I really should be. It was only a matter of time I started to drift away from God again. 
Mm. Right. Now, 2017 comes, um, and I remember my birthday. My birthday is in March, and I felt like I should study some 23. And I did for three days. I was supposed to study for three days, and I did. I mean, some 23 is most popular song ever. Like, what am I going to see here that I haven't seen before, right? But then the third day, no, the second day, which is the day of my birthday, I see, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm just there. I don't, and I'm, I'm not overly like, you know, once in a while, once in a while. And the visions, I tend to get pictures in my mind. Apparently they're called pictorial visions. And this was the first time I remember this ever happening to me. And I saw a vision, a pictorial vision again, of a kind of darkness. It was, I don't know how to explain it, but it was like this Lekki Ekpe, right? I was looking down Lekki Ekpe from where my estate is, and I was just seeing darkness. But I knew that beyond the darkness was light. That was a very interesting thing for me. But anyway... My birthday was horrible. I cried because I just felt like change was coming. I felt like something was coming. I don't know. I didn't know how to explain it. But then sometime around like July, August, I started to feel disconnected from my job, disconnected from my relationship, disconnected from God. I really was craving God again. Now this time I didn't have a one day weeping, but I love you experience. Nothing like that happened. I just, I started to read my Bible. I'll just come every day and just read my Bible. And I'll read the Bible. And literally, she would be like, how is this? How can this be in the Bible? Like, my life is the opposite of this. What does this? Like, literally, my life was like the opposite of everything that the Bible was. And so that time was a transformation by the way you think. Transformation by the renewing of your mind. And so I started to see okay, I can't do this anymore because the Bible says this. And, and, and I can't do this because, you know, as opposed to where pastor said it and your mommy said it, and yeah, we know, but I beg you, you're right. Now I can see it for real. And so I really, my mind really started to change. And so in that time, I did break up with my boyfriend. And in that time, interestingly, God told me to quit my job in Ebony Life as well, which was supposed to be my dream job. I was supposed to be the next Oprah. But I chose to do it and I chose to trust him and he said to start ministry and, and it's just been a journey with him since then. So, yeah, wow. that's, that's basically the story. <laughs> you, know, you know, the beautiful thing about you know, Christian life is that you can, you know, you, you can hear God speak to you, right? You can, you can see how God, you know, sort of uses um, things and uses people to sort of communicate, yeah. you know, to you and i mean that is just one of the beautiful things mm-hmm. wow and i know it wasn't easy you know yeah you know um <laughs> i mean promptly obeying god it's not an easy thing especially mm-hmm. when it's something you have a huge interest in so for anyone listening actually to this conversation i just want to tell you that yeah it's um you know the christian life is not it's a it's a selfless life you have to be able to learn to you know to put what you desire you know at the back seat and then put what God would want you to do, you know, just at the front seat. Yeah. So thank you so much, yeah. uh, um, Lisa. Yeah, let me just add one more thing. Just to add to that. Um, the thing with obedience sometimes is 
we we struggle with obedience because we think we know better we struggle mm. with releasing what god said to release because we think that that thing has some some sort of benefits for mm. us greater than what god could potentially do so the root of it really is a lack of trust in god and the kind of pride itself where you think that you somehow know better than like sit down you don't know anything sit down sit down the bible says before you were even born he wrote every single day of your life and i think that that's the worst thing about sin even outside of the dangers of hell and stuff i think that sin is really just it's a waste of time it just keeps you going around and around in cycles because until you come to a place where you're surrendered and submitted to god then your life cannot even begin to be what god has destined that it would be i know it's not about money i know it's not about fame or instagram followers or having a boyfriend it's so much bigger than you and until you submit you just don't know what your life can be you don't know so you're having fun or you're in love or you're doing this thing or that or just doing what god has not told you to do uh, out of alignment you haven't even started the journey of your destiny so yeah. disobedience really is you playing yourself yeah you're yeah. playing yourself yeah. absolutely Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean that, that was spot on. Okay, so guys, uh, if you're just listening to this conversation, I'll be speaking with um Lisa. Um Lisa saves God at Grace and Love. That is the, one of the amazing fellowship where she leads. Okay, yeah. So um, I mean it's been amazing speaking with you, um, Lisa. So now let's move to the crux of the conversation today and um, you know how to get the best out of the year. Uh so now, you know, talking about you know, the new year, I've come to realize that more often than not, people come into the new year with um, a high level of excitement and at the same time, they have so much anxiety about the new year. So it's a mixed emotion. And I think, okay, maybe they are coming into the new year because, you know, with excitement because it allows them for a fresh start. At the same time, they don't know what the year sort of holds for them. I mean, listening to your salvation story, it just sort of, you know, explains a lot about the, you know, the fact that you have hope, you have expectations, and sometimes you're your, you know, what seems to happen, you know, is different from what you get to hope for and then you get to fight God. I mean, you get to go into all of those experiences, right? But at the same time, so now let's talk about why Why do you think people, you know, come into the new year with so much anxiety, in your opinion? Um, I think, I think the anxiety comes because Somewhere inside our spirits, we feel that where we are in life is not where we're supposed to be. Mm. And so it usually, so you know how we have primary one, primary two, you know, just one, just two, 200 level. You know, at the end of the year, you go to another class or, you know, you finish a certain level of education as a graduation. You know, yeah. life doesn't really have many of those time just sort of goes, if that makes sense, especially when you're done with school. But then a birthday, for example, or a happy new year season is usually an opportunity to say, okay, wait till, where are we, what are we supposed to be doing now? Which I will not lie, I think is valid. Maybe anxiety is not the best way to approach it because I don't think anything good really comes out of anxiety. But I think anything that makes you sort of stop and, and rethink um, sort of take stock, take inventory of the choices we're making. How, why, why, why are we here? How did we get here? Because I think sometimes we can easily assume, you know, this is the will of God, but then are we sure is the will of God? Is it just your bad choices? Do you understand what I'm saying? Or does God want something better for you, which you've not been able to access because 
your prayer life really isn't there, your spirit isn't sensitive to receive from the Holy Spirit. You know, it could be different things. So no, I don't agree with anxiety and worry because I know what that can feel like. However, I do believe it is a good thing to, to take time to ask yourself certain pertinent questions concerning your life. Because at the end of the day, when you think about it, you're responsible for your story. There is God and he is all powerful. But the Bible also says that you are a good and God has made you a little lower than himself. And I think that that confers a lot of power on you too. To where if you don't even get your mind right to where you need to be, then it becomes even difficult for God to partner with you. Remember, God is not a tyrant king. He needs agreements. Do you understand? So, yeah, anxiety, no worry, no. But I think it's a good thing for people to come to the end of the year, begin the new year, to take stock. Think about what we've done wrong, what we need to do differently. Because, you know, same action, same outcome. Yeah. If we do yeah. the same things this year that we did last year, we'll have the same results. So yeah. Wow, wow, fantastic. I mean, so like on that premise, you know, I love the fact that you said um, you know, same action, same outcome. But then, you know, let's just suppose this with what 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 um uh, you know um uh, is God's expectation of us when we come into the new year, right? Does God expect anything right. from me coming into the new year? I mean, I know we, we have a lot of prayers, you know, prior to the new year, which we call crossover, um, you know, which happens usually at the crossover service. And sometimes we begin the new year with, you know, a series of fasting and prayer. But let me hear from you. Uh, what sort of attitude would you, do you think God wants his children to come into the new year with? I mean, we've canceled the fact that um, anxiety is no way, you know, worries doesn't help. God doesn't want that from us. So what sort of attitude do you think God wants us to come into the new year with? If I'm honest with you, yeah, I think that, you know, days and, and weeks and months and years, you know, seasons, they are for us. They are not for good. They are for us to use and count time. They are a measure of time for human beings. Because when you really think about it, Days just keep flowing into each other. It just it's kind of like the way we have verse chapter um Philippians chapter two, verse five for scriptures. But these are really just Paul's letters to people, like real letters, but you put numbers on them, it helps with reference. So we can say, I just told you about 2014, this happened, it helps with reference. I don't know that God necessarily needs these things. I feel like it's us. And like I said again, a the end of a year, beginning of a new year or a birthday, these are usually like moments in time where people are almost forced to stop and sort of have a think. I think that's more to the benefit of it than anything else. Because really and truly, God isn't depending on December, January, crossover service to do what he needs to do in your life. I don't think God is waiting for January 1st, Happy New Year, New Year, New Me, for him to now say, okay, now it's not a new year, it's now going to be a new year. Like, I don't think that's God's thing. I think that's more so us. I feel like God is always open and it's more so when we are, when our own spirits are open and receptive to his spirits, which at the end of the year is usually higher because it's that thing with deadline where it's like, ah, this year was so finished. Another year is coming. It just does something. And like, like we said already, anxiety doesn't help. But if you can enter into a new year, and I think that this is a good thing, and this is what God would like, but I think it's what God would like on a general scale, not just new year, where our spirits are generally open to you know to receive from him to receive instruction that says i'll guide you with my eye like we already said he already wrote the days of your life like father what do you want where do you want me stationed and that i don't think that should be a january 1st crossover service 
21 day in January fasting prayer. You know, I think that that should be us on a steady because if you think about it, that's how they were in the Bible. Like think of someone like David, for example, Father, should I go forward and, and shoot? You know, should I go? And God will say, oh yeah, go, oh no, stay. You know, instruction is for every day. It's us that feel the pressure when the year is ending. God doesn't do that. But more than anything, it's, it's the, I think the focus is the receptivity and sensitivity of our spirits, which as Christians, really comes with just making time to sit quietly in the presence of God. There's never going to be a substitute for it. But again, the best thing is to inculcate that as an embedded into your rhythm of your life. Spend time speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is almost magic. I don't know what it is, but it does something to your spirit. Can't tell you how many instructions I've received. Just speaking in tongues is crazy. It just makes you open to the sea. I don't know. It's like setting antenna or so internet connection is just strong. It's not that God doesn't want to talk to you through the year, but if the end of the year is when you're going to listen, then let's talk now. So I think to answer your question directly, we should enter the year with a sensitive spirit, you know, just listening because again, we're not doing life on our own terms by ourselves we do have a shepherd we do have a leader we do have someone who put us here for his own purposes so it is important to say what you want however like we've established that mindset we should have that through the air i think that there's so much that falls through the cracks there's so much that we lose when we only get that thing at the end of the year there's so, so much time is gone already 365 days is a lot of time so i think as christians we should definitely cultivate that spirit through the air Wow. wow, that was a very brilliant response. I mean, thanks a lot, uh, Hobi. I'm sure any, anyone listening to this, you know, their perspective is being, um, you know, is being sharpened and, you know, getting a better... I mean, <laughs> the moment that I'm talking, like you say, Father, help us every day, you know, help us Jesus. <laughs> Great stuff. Okay, so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, um, do you believe in New Year resolutions? New Year disciplines. Wow, that is. I believe that. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it's probably just two ways of saying the same thing. Because what matters is not what you call it. I think what matters is your mindset. Because New Year resolutions, it's like buying a new car, for example, getting a new phone, or even getting a new boyfriend. It can be very exciting in the beginning. The novelty always wears off with time. Right, so deciding I'm going to go to the gym every day, I'm going to pray three hours every night. Like, mm, eh, eh. by February, March, you're probably going to, if you even started at school, do you understand? But it's different when you make a commitment. And I think that that's really the difference. It's just that, I don't know how to explain it to you, you know, but discipline is the soul of an army. Like, if there is no... If you don't have a spirit to follow things through, you're going to struggle in life. You really don't, honestly. And so we can't always need the motivation. We can't always need the excitement of things because the truth is, anything that's going to make your new year different than last year is going to be hard. You're going to, you know how Paul says, put your body under subjection. You're not going to feel like praying. You're not going to feel like studying more. You're not going to feel like taking more courses. You're not going to feel like putting yourself out there, meeting new people, expanding your network. You're not going to feel like going to the gym. You're not going to feel like anything you said you want to do to get your life from where it is to where you want it to be. It's not going to be exciting. 
If you don't have a disciplined spirit to see things through regardless of feelings, you're going to struggle. It's not a prophecy of doing it. It's just, you're going to get to the end of another year and have the same resolutions because you didn't do anything in the last one. And that's how people get stuck in cycles, by the way. But we'll, I think we'll talk about that more as the conversation progresses. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I can't wait to hear you talk about that. Okay, so then, uh, now, I know, I mean, this is what, this is why I think that to get the best out of the year, for example, it's important to focus on getting the best out of yourself. And I love um, how you sort of, um, you know, yeah. um, talked about, um, you know, new disciplines, right? I mean, not just new resolutions, but when you shift your focus to the things you need to discipline yourself about. So now getting the best out of the year, or out of, yeah, out of the year, I feel it's, as I said, it's more, um, it should be more sort of connected to you getting the best out of yourself, right? Uh, so, what do you think about that? Do you think it, we should sort of we should sort of focus on getting the best out of the year, and or we should focus more on getting the best out of ourselves? Which is more important, and why? And to be honest, I feel like we're saying like those are the same thing, literally. Like because when you think about it, there's a book that I just read recently. It's called As a Man Think. Hmm. and there's a line I mean so I think it's a general thing that I've known but I like the way he phrases it he says that every experience that you have in your life at any given time at any moment you can stop look at the realities of your life and understand that all of those things are like a mirror reflecting you to yourself hmm. Because at the end of the day, and the Bible corroborates this, the Bible says, and there's a, there's a version that puts it in a way that I like. It says, guard your heart, for it determines the course of your life. So when you talk about getting the best out of my year versus myself, they are one and the same thing. My life is everything that my life is. It's kind of like how I was telling you about being it. Let me now tell you something else. When I was in uni, and this is for Christians who feel like if God has said it, it's going to happen. I'm sorry, but I don't know how I feel about that. It, it needs balance. That's my understanding. Because, mm -hmm. so I told you 2017, I had a whole God experience. I was growing in Christ, etc. My younger sister went to Covenant as well. So we go for her matriculation. I remember October 20th, 2020, was a Friday. We're inside Covenant Chapel, University Chapel. Bishop Oyedipo is on stage. I don't know what he said, but he's not preaching, but like making announcements or whatever. And... The Lord started to speak to me and say, in his books, remember Jeremiah 29, I, in my books, I've written every day of your life. He told me, he said, in my books, you were on the first class list. She know, God told me that after I did a first semester. Habba, if you see the way I was weeping, <laughs> if you see me weeping, and he said, no, 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 don't cry, you don't need tears, it's fine. I only need you to be willing and be obedient. A few weeks after that, I was studying my Bible and I realized that as a scripture, Acts 10, 35, God doesn't play favorites. Those who are willing and obedient will eat the good of the land. I screamed. I didn't know it was a scripture. So I knew that that was God speaking to me. And this is just to say, no matter how many prophecies have gone forth over your head, how many visions in the net? An angel came to you and said, you will be great. You will be something and something else. If you don't get your mind right, if you don't align yourself as in the things that you believe, 
align them with what the Bible says and act accordingly. You will not get to the results you desire because it's like what we said, same action, same outcome. It's a cycle. Your belief systems, yeah. they drive the thoughts you think, your conscious thoughts. Your conscious thoughts, they, they drive your actions. Like you decided, I'm going to start a podcast. Perhaps God spoke to you, told you something. He said, let's do this. We're going to have people come on the show or potential guests. Or let's now set up a call. Like, do you understand? Your conscious thoughts will drive your actions. We set up this meeting and now we're here. You're going to post this on YouTube. It's going to be a real experience. But that started from somewhere in here. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is how people stay in cycles. Because mindsets drive actions, which drive results, which reinforce mindsets, which drive actions, which... And this is it. So if I want a better year, there is no separation between my year and who I am. So if I don't guard my heart, I'm finished. Yeah. If I don't think my thoughts, I'm done. And it would not matter how great a prophecy God has prophesied, the star that is shining over my head, it, it would not matter. So, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> thank you so much, um, Lisa. Okay, so um, I want us to help, you know, uh, our, our listeners, right? And, uh, and I feel like asking you, I know you've sort of, um, you know, um, I lighted them, you've sort of touched on these things. But can we just sort of, um, you know, um, maybe itemize, you know, these major things that you think believers need to equip themselves with in order to get the best out of the year? I mean, you've, you've, you've said them, all right, I mean, the course of the conversation, but can we just have, like, just maybe just list, like, maybe five things or maybe three things or even if it's one thing. Shino yeah, is such a teacher, by the way. This is the whole teaching ministry. Five things. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I love it. I just have some, you know, you know, just you can just. No, I mean, I understand why that's important. Yeah, I understand. Um, but let me say this: the Lord told me when I want to have mercy on a man, I caused his eyes to be opened. I say that again. When I want to have mercy on a man, I cause his eyes to be opened. You know, it took me years. Yes, it took me years to get over what I felt like God had done to me when I was in uni. Like he did not make my causes disappear. For a long time, I actually did not understand that. See as thou a man diligent in his business, he will stand before kings. He will not stand before men. It is in the Bible. For the longest time, I was still mad at God. Even yet being a Christian, even doing ministry. It was like that thing that was in my, I love God, but ah, ah, what you did to me that year. It was there and we never talked about it. Until this one day I was worshipping and he was telling me, you don't trust me. You don't really trust me. And that was when he began to show me the errors of my own thinking. So I want to have a list. But I also feel the need to mention that there are certain cycles that people go through because they don't even understand. I feel like if I, I mean, nobody, everybody likes things. Every human being is selfish. You can be the most horrible rapist, murderer. You kill children and rape dogs. Like you can be the worst human being in the world. But you like yourself. Hate everybody else. But you like, can we agree on this? Right? Every human being is naturally selfish. So there's nobody 
that will just see themselves and understand that see what I'm doing at this I am finishing my life and they will continue in it most of the time is because we don't know honestly and so I think that the first and most important thing is actually to acknowledge the place of God in this thing remembering again what I said when I want to have mercy on as I forgot to even show you question as in just even let God just even show you so it's definitely a very prayerful thing it's definitely it's not flesh driven purely you know I think it has to be inspired by the spirit of God first and foremost another thing that I think can help is like we said the realities of your life at any given point are like a looking glass they are like a mirror they are a perfect reflection of who you are and what you have so to start from pain points, someone was teaching me about pain points and how that someone can have malaria, for example, and that's because there's an infection in the system, something isn't right, someone can have cancer, and, and you know, you're dying because there's something growing in your body where, where you know it shouldn't be growing. You can have a headache because something is going on in your head that shouldn't be happening. Pain is always a result of some kind of misalignment, some kind of anomaly. Something is there that shouldn't be there, something should be there that isn't. You know what I mean? Pain in our lives most of the time is a reflection of a misalignment in our thinking. It works in the same way. Remember the Bible says, Jesus has come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. But God was teaching me that, Jesus speaking, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So this life is that abundant life that we're all looking for, especially at the beginning of the new year. It's like, yes, you're going to get this, you know, whatever your own goals are. The chances are high, the promises of that are found in the scriptures. This is abundant life that Jesus came to die that right then and made available to us, right? Okay, but there is a process to get to that life. So Jesus said, I'm the way. Nobody can go to the Father except through me. So Jesus is the way through which we access the body of Christ. He's the way through which we enter into the kingdom. All of us Christians, are, all of us Christians rather are here. All of us, you accepted Jesus, you love him, you say you believe him, you are here, you are inside the way. But we can't be sat in the way like baby Christians. There is truth. So between the way and the life, there is gap. And that gap is called truth. So it's a progressive revelation. We are inside the kingdom, but you cannot fly. And you cannot jump to the life. Yeah. You must pass through the truth. So for whatever language I was saying, start from identifying your own pain points. Whatever it is, you know you desire that. It's not at work. It is not, you're not finding the reality of it in your life. But the, it is in the Bible. Why not? Why is it not happening? We can easily say it's the devil. We can easily say, you know, it's, it's not God's time. And maybe it's not God's time. Maybe. And if it's not, then you need to settle that with your Jesus. Because I, I cannot speak to that. I can't speak to anybody else's journey. But I also know that there are people who have died waiting for God's time. Because it was never God's time. God was always waiting for your time. So we can easily make all these Christianese excuses. Whereas God is like, I have made you a God. Do you not know that you are the son of the most high? But because you don't know, you will die like a mere man. This is what the Bible says. So again, if it truly is not God's time for you for certain things, then that's fine. And again, you have to settle that with your Jesus. Like, and I mean, honestly, don't play yourself. Settle it. But if this is just you keeping yourself stuck in cycles, then I'm begging you in the name of God, go and find the truth on that matter. Open your Bible. Take a devotional on it. Watch every video, read every book, everything you can find. Meditate on the truth. Someone said that the conscious mind is like the waiting room of the soul. 
So for example, you know, you have like a lobby in a hotel or in an office, and everybody's just sitting there waiting. Me and you are talking now. Some of the things that you're saying, I'm like, oh, you know, this is interesting. Anybody will think I'm like, oh, this is nice. But it's just hanging out here. There is an inner room in your mind. It's called the subconscious. The subconscious is where all of the things that you have really believed, that's where they reside. So if you hear something in church, you hear a teaching like this, you read a book, it's interesting, it's nice, ooh, but you've not meditated on it. It's going to stay there in that waiting room space. And what truth does, truth can be like a, what's that thing that they used to farm when you take out like weeds and stuff? Is it hope? But I have not, I sound like an illiterate. What's that, what's that gardening soon? You know what I'm talking about. The truth works like that. When it goes into your mind and literally begins to weed out the lies. But it can only do that when it gets into your subconscious. So it can literally, literally, just like what happened to me in 2014, sorry, 2017, literally go inside. What have you been believing? What the heck is this? This needs to come out. That's what the truth does. But only meditation can get it in there. Remember Elevation's benediction. Blessed am I, if I walk not in the council of the Lord, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the God. This is someone. But my delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, I meditate day and night. And then what? I am like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I bring forth my fruit in my season. My leaves also shall not wither. And whatsoever I do, pass, pass, all of this is standing on the premise of meditation. So this is how we get from the way into the truth and into the life that we desire. That is my understanding. That is my understanding. Oh, thank you for helping someone out there. I believe someone is, you Amen. know, is, is looking pray, Lord. <laughs> All right. Great stuff. Great stuff. Okay. So, um, Lisa, uh, I don't know, maybe it doesn't happen to you, but it happens to me. And I know maybe a couple of persons out there. The fact that distractions are, are very present in our world today, and it's ever increasing because of social media, and because of a whole lot of other stuff that I mean, we can't even think about. So now, in your own opinion, what do you think are the common distractions, you know, that hinder uh, people from getting the best out of the year? And how do you think we can sort of, as Christians, you know, um, stay grounded, you know, stay focused and, you know, still come out, um, you know, better, come out the way God expects us? Right. Um, so to be honest, I've said this, I think it's, destruction is normal. Destructions exist. There's really no way to go in the world. They're, they're present. But I think about Jesus and I think about how hardworking he is. I think about how diligent, well, I should say was, right, when he was on earth. I think about the fact that he would spend the night praying in certain, you know, situations that are told in the Bible. He would get up early in the morning, we are told he's teaching at the synagogue. And the next thing you know, he's on his way to Judea and Samaria and he's walking under the sun. There's a focus that the man has. Where even though people are doing parties here, someone is gisting over there, and someone is having some sort of ruckus over there, there is a, there's an intrinsic sense of purpose that he has, that keeps his eyes on the prize. I think more than anything else, it is that sense of purpose, that sense of focus, that is the number one mitigator against destruction. I think so, honestly. 
I really believe, tying back to everything you talked about already with being sensitive to the spirit of what I'm doing, what you're supposed to be doing in a year, um, recognizing your pain points, knowing what you can't do anymore, having these disciplines, etc. There's, there's just something in your spirit. So where even though you're supposed to be doing something right now, but you're on Instagram, scrolling, scrolling, you can catch yourself. Wait till I need to, you know, just a spirit of, oh yeah, it's okay. Just, I swear, just a spirit of, it's okay. I swear, like, it makes all the difference in the world. So I think first and foremost, having that intrinsic sense of focus. What are you, what are, what are we doing? What are we doing this year? What, what, what are we doing? Can we, Jesus had three years. He had such a focus. Like, we are saving man from the dangers of hell. We cannot be faffing around. Like, we need to focus, guys. Like, do you understand? As in having that a vision that compels. Oh, come on. That first and foremost changes everything. And I think practically, at least it works for me. Having appraisals. So getting to the end of a day. And so first and foremost, having to-do lists. I like to-do lists. I'm a big planner. Some people don't like them. It works for me. So I write what I need to do. And when I do it, I check it and it makes me feel great. So that really, that helps. And I get to the end of the day, see how many, you know, checks I got and how many X's, X's for that one didn't happen and i want to know why it didn't happen and you know just to score yourself almost see how we're doing and then plan the next day it really helps you get to the end of the week and say how did we do this week end of the month and say how did we do this month okay what is the goal for next month it really some like, to be goalless to just have no nothing is bad what we were, <laughs> remember what we were saying about january and having these new it's exciting, but anything that goes up must go down. Your excitement is not going to last. So if there's no systems in place to keep you in check, like these appraisals, like writing these goals, writing these things down and saying, okay, we did that. We did that. Why didn't we do that? Uh, because my friend came around. Okay, that's fine. We'll do it tomorrow. I don't know. Just having something that keeps you on check. And if you have people in your life who you can do this with, people who... Are also driving towards something people who are like now nah, 2022 is, it needs to be different it's like we're not repeating cycles we're not staying stuck in stagnation we are not doing the same things we did last year if you have a friend like that then you guys can do this together and keep each other accountable you know but if you don't have people like that in your life then that's fine if you're a private person and you don't really want to that's fine as long as you can listen accountability is helpful only to the degree to which you want it to be that makes sense so even if you had people checking on you you could still lie you could just decide not to pick calls do you understand it's all dependent on you at the end of the day so you can be accountable to yourself there is a spirit of god inside you and i literally i feel that like, i feel like heaven is like jail jail as in creation is awaiting your manifestation what are we doing instagram are you joking get up like jonas like that focus is so important and so you're yeah, having these Checks and balances, they really help me. They really, really help me. So, oh, great help stuff. To great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, guys. So, uh, once again, just to let you know, I've been speaking with Lisa. Lisa is uh, the community lead, spiritual community lead for Grace and Love. <laughs> you know, uh, it's the titles for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's been nice uh, speaking now. So, um, I mean, we're about bringing this to Europe, and I just want to ask you um, this question. Um, 
Lisa, and that is um, this question on uh, dealing with frustrations and slow results. Yeah, we're already, you know, uh, we're still in the first quarter of the year, right? But then uh, I, I mean, then we're still going to, you know, of course, get to the next quarter and then the other quarter and then the last quarter of the year. And I, and I know that God, God is God is graceful. God is is loving and is not also bound by time. But then, you know, it it gets to a point that someone begins to you know begins to experience some sort of frustration because of slow results, you know, and all of that. So, um, in your own, uh, you know, in your own opinion, what, what what do you think we can do in about that? How do you think we can sort of manage um, slow results and you know? and ensure that we're not, we don't get frustrated, yeah. even though we're Christians, you know, Christians get frustrated, but, but then there's, there's a way out of frustration. Right? Yeah. And then, so what do you think, um, you know, the Lord would love us to do, you know, when it comes to that? Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, interestingly, I feel like sometimes it's almost like because we are Christians, we are even more frustrated because God is supposed to have done something and God is supposed to have and we prayed and we and we got a word, we professed and the man of God laid hands and I fell. Like Jonathan, because we have God, and I'm telling you honestly, I feel like, especially as Christians, we, we think that we're exempted from process because we have faith and because we have prayer. But it doesn't, it's not true. I was taking a walk around my estates last week. And I thought I was teaching you something so beautiful, so, so beautiful. So there's a, there's a house where I like to go. They have this really beautiful, like, LED light setup thing where it's, I don't know how they do it, but it's like the light is shining from inside the walls. It's so beautiful. And it keeps changing. So it's from purple to pink to red to yellow. I just, I, I love it. And I've been going there for years. Now I go there this last week, and I haven't been in a while. And I can barely see the house. There's a massive tree, huge. It's almost blocking the whole thing now. And this tree has always been there. It just wasn't this big. Yeah. But while I was there, God started teaching me about what it means to be planted. And teaching me about what the beginnings of that tree could potentially have looked like. And saying how when a seed is in the ground, all it really has for company is sand and crawling insects and trash and you know just disgusting things under there it's only a matter of time it's going to become this huge thing that you see but if the seed decides that this is horrible i don't like this I just, oh god get me out of it i thought this was going to happen sooner father you said i thought and you come out then you you eventually you're essentially short-circuiting your own self. Or maybe this one isn't working. Let's not go and try that other one. And it's the same thing. At the end of the day, the point is, there's no mighty tree without first a small seed. All any seed has for company is, is dirt. It doesn't feel good. And I think more than anything, that's important. I feel like the mindset where we think of like instant miracles and Jehovah sharp sharp, but you know, like these things, as, as much as God can sometimes do his own, where God can choose to step in and turn something around overnight, and those things do happen. But the reality is they don't happen all the time. And I think even God wants us to be immature people who go through process. There is 
come on now. Like, did they give it to you today? She you know, and you're speaking all this English, you know how to even handle internet, you can do Zoom calls. It's a way they give it to you, not the Zoom call. Like, do you understand? Like, to become the man you are, there was a process. Somebody was changing your compass at some point. It's just the reality of it. And, I, and so I feel like faith doesn't remove the necessity of process. Bible says, seed, there will always be. There will, as long as there is, you know, sun and moon and something. I don't know how that scripture goes. But as long as this earth is in motion, there will always be the law of seed, time, and harvest. And someone said that that is seed, time, and harvest. The frustration comes when we want seed, small time, <laughs> harvest tomorrow. Like, you know, and it, life doesn't, and God is not going to quote-unquote break protocol because you're feeling some kind of way. Um, it's unfortunate, but God wants the process for you because the process is going to birth something inside you that will then bless generations and we can be who has made you to be, you know, etc, etc. It's not going to happen overnight just because you pray the lots, just because you saw an angel in your dream. It's still going to take time. It's still going to take everything that is necessary. However, this is also where we have the advantage, being children of God. Whereas people who are in the world, and this is why I really feel bad people in the world, not because of judgment or anything, but because life can be hard. And I just, as in, how do you, how do you deal? Like, on those days where you just want to enter inside this ground, nobody should talk to me. I said, I want to enter the ground and live there. How can people deal? And I think that this is why people smoke and drink a lot or have casual sex or just party because you have to have some type of escape. Life can be tough. But because we have Jesus, we can call him. Because we have Jesus and we know that he loves us, we can even in that if you want to cry, you can cry to him and let him hold you. Let him comfort you. You can worship him even there and lay, literally, Bible says, cast your cares upon me. Those are telling me once how he's like a toilet. That he literally takes our quote-unquote shit. Like literally, he takes, because he knows what to do with our shit. He will flush it away, right? But if we keep all that stuff inside and we become depressed and anxious and angry and bitter, no, we bring it to him, and that's the advantage we have as children of God. We can give it to a savior. We have a friend in Jesus. We are not doing life alone. So he didn't say that there's not going to be process, but he's going to be with you there. So on the days when you're done and you're just, I'm, I'm done, he will come and give. Remember, the Bible says those who wait, right? They will renew. There's a reason why there is a system that makes for renewal of strength because he knows our strength can dissipate. As in your strength can fail, you can feel frustration. It is possible to just say, you know what, God, I am done. I am tired. People are, as in everything we thought was going to happen is not God. There is a system that can make your strength to come back. It is called waiting on God. So you don't mourn, you don't grieve, you don't feel frustration as those who don't have hope. You don't feel frustration as an orphan. You are not an orphan. You have a daddy. You have an entire, as in body, not even body of Christ on earth, as in all of heaven is awaiting your manifestation. That means like even on your hard days, you're like, oh girl, come on, oh she not, no, she not, listen, she not, listen, it's going to be okay, okay? As in all of heaven is like waiting for you, you are not alone. And that's our greatest advantage as children of God. So for churches may come and that's fine. On those days, you have a quote-unquote toilet in Jesus. 
You have a warm blanket in Jesus. You have a shoulder to cry on in Jesus. But it's important to remember, he never promised you that there will not be process. Prayer does not remove process. Faith, the prophecy does not remove process. Go through it. Like everybody else, as though you were not a Christian, you will go through like everybody else. Very Don't right. be entitled. Lord has taught me about the difference between faith and entitlement. Don't be entitled. You will walk it. It's going to be hard. You will build the muscle. You will go through it. And you will come out on the other side victorious. Amen. Wow. 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 <laughs> oh my. What a refreshing, <laughs> what a refreshing uh, words coming out from you. Uh, I mean, guys. Let me know what. Let me know. Let me know what. What are your take homes from this conversation? I believe it's a lot. Even though if it's just one, just put it in the comment box. I would love to read from you. You know um, how how this conversation has really blessed you. I mean, uh, we are, we're just bringing this to a wrap now. I'm going to ask um, you know Lisa to give us a final words and then pray with us. You know before she goes. Yeah. Uh, but then if you are new to the show, let me just quickly take out time to say welcome to the Faith Culture Podcast. I really appreciate it for you know for making our time to you know find this podcast and listen to it please don't go without um you know subscribing you know liking this episode and of course sharing with others so that they can as well be blessed and if you have been listening for a while guys i you are the real mvp i want to say thank you so much i mean and i love what you guys are doing i see the comments i see how you share this please do not um, stop doing that let's keep spreading the word let's um get many people to you know into the faith culture into the faith community you know, so that um, they can be richly blessed. And I appreciate you guys once again. Okay, so Lisa, back to you. Um, now, let's do this. What was the final words on getting the better of the year, 2022? And please say a short prayer for us afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to end with something. I just want to establish how much power we have. I think, so I was discussing with my friends, we had like a, like I said, we have like small group meetings and I was yeah. asking around, and these are all Christians, but they all love God. And I was saying, do you know that you are a God? And some of them said yes. And some of them are like, you know, well, I just prefer to say that I'm a child of God. I am made in the image of the Most High. And Jesus lives in me. And I'm like, I know, I'm not fighting you. But do you know you are a God? And, and I feel like there's something about that word that can bother people almost as if it's prideful but jesus himself says it in the book of john but it is in psalm 82 i think but it's also jesus reiterated like he mentions it and there's certain things in the old testament that jesus references in the new testament but it's not everything so everything jesus mentions he mentions because it is important to the kingdom so if jesus said it it is because no this one is not that they said it is important you understand why it is important that you understand that you are God in this year 2022 is God is not a tyrant king. God is not a bulldozing king. Even if he has decided in his books, like I shared my story, he has written in his books, he has decided that you will be, unless you are in agreement with him in your understanding, it's not can two walk together except they be agreed. Let 2022 be the year that you break cycles. Remember that cycle, mindset, action, results, reinforce mindset, drive action. You understand everything in your life? If 2022 is going to be a different year for you, 2022 has then to be the year where you think differently. Open the Bible. 
if you said identify your own demons. What does the Bible say? Get some new information. That's how you break cycles. I know you've prayed. I know prophecy has come, but this is how people people's prophecies fail. Because two cannot work together except they be agreed. You're waiting for God and he's waiting for you. So get your mind right. New mindset, new actions, new outcome. And God will back everything up, but he needs you to get up because you are a God. But because you don't know, you will die like one of the men. men. But that will not be your question because today you have been told. Don't forget it. No, where, as in, where, where is probably? It, it's not pride. You, as in, you resemble the person we're born you. The son of the lion, your God is God. As in, he's the person that made you. Your person, they're just, just holding you. It's just small custody. You will still go back to our readers. Come on. Understand the power that you carry. And don't waste that grace. Waiting for him to do what he already gave you the power to do. That's how you can get the best out of you. So Heavenly Father, I will just bless you. And we thank you for today. We thank you for your words that has gone forth. Father, like the parable of the sower, I pray that the words that have been spoken today will be planted on good soil. That the hearts that hear will be open. That you take away stony hearts. That by your mercy, you will cause eyes to be opened to see how we are not in alignment with your will. And bring us, oh God, the knowledge, the information that can bring our lives back into our line. Because all that we want, God, all that we want is to be all that you have made us to be. This is not selfish ambition. This is not greed. This is not lusting after money. This is destiny. This is kingdom. Father, we want your kingdom to come in our lives. Help us, God. Align us by your mercy. Align us with your will for our lives that we may do all that we have been called to do. We may be all that we have been called to be. And we will show forth your glories and your excellencies to our generation. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Lisa. It's been an honor having you. This was so fun, you know. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I strongly, this episode has really blessed me. I'm not going to bless a lot of persons out there. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt about it. And, and I promise God to keep on using you. Maybe you just want to tell people about um, the Grace and Love community and how they can find it and how they can also follow okay. you. Okay. Um, I mean, we are Grace, so at Grace and Love underscore on Instagram. Grace and Love underscore. Yeah. But to be honest, with, so with social media, I found... Now that's a whole other <laughs> episode. But social media was becoming a bit of a problem for me. Um, this is a whole other episode. You know, I show you outside. <laughs> but I thought that I needed to step away a little. I just I needed a little just a, mm. so um there's a lot of like YouTube videos, there's a lot of you know information there for anybody, like I said, who's interested, but for a while now, I haven't been there. I'm not ready to be there. But I know that Jesus is not in me alone. Eventually, I'm going to go back. But yeah, so grace and love underscore on Instagram, basically. Yeah. All right. I'm sure when they go there, right. sure they go there they're going to find a lot of amazing yeah. stuff. That is the goal. You know, just oh, yeah, to yeah, hear yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, yeah. Lisa. For coming on. So, uh, Thank we you, Shino. I love it. Like I said, literally, you're doing amazing. You're doing 
I'm always so happy when I can see young people like just deciding to shine a light. As in this, this world will not go fully black. We will shine lights and everybody will us. You know, I love it so Thank you. Thank you. No matter how, whatever, just continue, please. I beg you, please. God is very happy with you. I, 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 well, I can't guarantee because I'm not Jesus, but I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Shino. Yeah. All right. Uh, that'll be all, all for right. now, guys. Um, until I come your way some other time, remain bless